You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. To another edition of the Ratchet Ramblings podcast presented to you by Flawless Noses Media. I am one half of your host. I am Jeremy. I go by Black Dante on Twitter. And for today, my AKA will be um, Do Not Apologize to Me and Clan Serve of Doja Cat. Please thank you so much. And I'm joined by. What's up, everybody? It's Candace. You know me on all social media as Not So Newlywed PC. Um, I put out a little call to arms for us to drag Doja Cat on every show possible this week. <laughs> um, and I think that so far, yeah. Um, my name is No White Supremacy here. <laughs> no stripping for Tiny Chat incels. Uh I'm glad that I'm 100% black. Uh, mm. I don't really care for cavemen and women. Let me stop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you, you about to get real problematic. Yeah. Um, welcome back, everybody. This is episode 136. We are, let me say to our listeners, thank you. Um, I don't know if people really understand how the pandemic has affected everything full scale, uh, because when people were not working, people were not listening to podcasts because as much, because typically people listen to podcasts in their cars or on the train, on the bus, how at whatever transportation it is on their way to work, on their way from work at the gym. Um, and when all of that was just at full stop um our numbers dipped a little bit but i didn't feel like it was worth getting concerned about because to me health and safety trumps everything else and if you sitting your ass in the house and ain't and going nowhere and in social distancing like you should if we gotta lose some listens because of it it is what it is honestly If we yeah. have to take a drop in numbers for fo- and, but folks staying their ass at home and staying safe and staying healthy, I'm with it. Um, but yeah. our numbers are picking back up. So we thank you for that. Um, stay, be on the lookout for some new merch. Uh, I hope that the merch that I have ordered when it comes in, I really hope it's everything I want it to be. If so, we'll be offering merch in full color now. And that will be a good thing for all of Come the on, shows. Come on, niggas in color. Yes, for all of the shows. And that's a great thing. Speaking of shows, we are gearing up to premiere two new shows on the network. One being called I'm Not Mad, I'm Pissed. And this is a political podcast. It'll be hosted by a Black lawyer. And he will help us navigate getting prepared for this election because I'm not going to lie. 
the not last episode of Crown and Collars, but it might have been a few episodes back where Jeremy, Bianca, and Will really dug their heels into it and drug Democrats. That's where I am. I am very sick of the lesser of two evils game that they keep backing minorities and Black people into. Um, we shouldn't have to live in a world where it's governed by the lesser of two evils. Enough Agreed. is enough of that. Because uh, evil is still evil, and it's really only negligible which group of people that you care about getting fucked over less, which is still trash. Absolutely. So So. that'll be coming. Shout out to one of my best friends, Darren, for that. And we have a non problematic black lawyer because. Yeah, Darren. You lawyers on Twitter. Let mm. me tell you, two. A few of the things that made me say I feel like Darren would be a good fit for a political podcast on our network is he, if he has done something wrong, if he has displayed a behavior that could in any way be harmful, he is always full stop holding himself accountable. Two, he's always willing to unlearn and relearn a better way to do things. Not just where it comes to women and things like that, where we're black straight black men are typically the most problematic but that's a method he applies to his life period and so that's a good thing he loves to see it and i think he will bring a bit of humor i think he uh being that he has a unique story and walk of life and perspective he can share i think that's great and who better to help us understand Because to be honest, most people have a very, 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 very basic understanding of politics and the government. Yeah. And what little we do know, a lot of it we lost after we left high school. Yeah. Like not to be funny, and I I promise I'm not coming from a place of condensation because it would be a self-drag because I too felt this way. But many people definitely look at politics as like, these are the good guys and these are the bad guys. And it's like, when you really look at it, eh, I don't know about that, beloved. Yep. 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 So, um, that's that. And then we have another podcast coming, which Curtis and I were trying to get off the ground prior to his passing and life was just life in with us, the network. And then, uh, the host, but uh, Love Drought will be premiering on the network July 3rd. It is a podcast about love, life, dating, socializing as a Black woman and trying to balance it all. And both hosts, uh, Randy Simone and Reese Ray, are two single Black women who are have different walks in life, and they're just trying to figure this shit out. Because if we was to be honest... Dating, especially if you prefer to date straight black men, it can be slim pickings. If you want a black man, it's not abusive, not problematic, not this, not that, like, not, you know, don't got a lot of baby mamas, don't got a lot of this, don't got a lot of drama here, uh, doesn't think the worst of black women in general, like, that can lead to a lot of slim pickings, honestly. No shade, but a little shade. Uh, <laughs> a lot of shade. All shades. 
Sorry. <laughs> I was waiting for you to get though. Okay. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Also, as you all know, yearly friend of the show, friend of the network, uh, Deja Ali from Bad and Boozy does the Marion House 5K marathon in honor of her mother, um, Pamela Boy, aka Pam Dukes. So if you could head on over to her and she'll send you all the information you need if you want to donate if you want to race because they offer it two ways as both a physical race and a virtual race so there are several ways to show support even something as simple as sharing a tweet sharing a facebook post donating five dollars every cent helps marion house helps women at risk in Baltimore. And if you know Baltimore, you know that's a black ass city. So that translates to Marion House helps black women at risk. Women who have been drug addicts, women in abusive relationships, women who have um, health issues, women who are HIV positive. It helps, it, it just helps women at risk to not fall back into the same cycles once they are able to get out. So helping them stay clean, helping them find work, helping them develop trades, helping them with their children, um, you know, things of that nature, providing um, clothes and hygiene products to women who otherwise wouldn't have access to them. So to me, if you are to get behind the cause, that's the cause to get behind. And they they and DeAsia are doing great work over there. So shout out to Team Pam Dukes. Um, she is Brains and Buns on Twitter. So reach out to her and if you are interested in helping in any capacity. And last but certainly not least, Curtis' birthday is approaching. If you are if you are a fan of his and you want to share a fond memory of him feel free to record a voice memo no longer than three minutes and send it to the flawless noises gmail and that's just flawless noises at gmail.com we would greatly appreciate that it will go in a final gay side stories episode with a memoriam of these clips edited into the episode so that everyone could just hear how beloved Curtis was, not just by his friends, but his listeners, people he's worked with. Um, you know, I could go on forever about that, but if you're interested in doing that, p- please feel free to. Um, whatever that fond memory is, just, you know, share it with us. We'd love to hear it. So uh, that is that on that mess announcements. Phaedra motherfucking Parks will be on the next season of Marriage Boot Camp Hip Hop Edition with a nigga that's not Apollo. Is it Mr. Chocolate, the imaginary nigga that she had before? Some nigga named Medina. He sounded like a scammer, which fits with Phaedra. Which fits? Which fits with her? Um... (laughs) And it's going to be a lot of fighting. And in the previews, it looked like a lot of people don't care for Phaedra. They was like, we saw the trouble coming a mile away. I mean, when you look at the material. And they didn't lie. 
they did not lie. I mean, it's Phaedra. Hell, fuck Phaedra. Nothing good ever comes from nothing Phaedra touches ever. With a thorny dildo. And I mean that. Um, Also, Yovana has gotten a peach for the next season of Real Housewives. And this gives me very little hope about Mm. the rumors swirling about everybody being fired, Nene, Candy, and so on. Because if y'all will keep yo, if y'all will give Yovana a peach, you what for what? She was not exciting. She this is thing. I have thoughts about that, especially watching last night's. Mm, mm, mm. Because we're we're recording this later than normal, so we have had a chance to watch the last part of the reunion, but we're not going to talk about it. But what I will say is, for a bitch that couldn't stand up in her own mess, and Nene exposed that she couldn't stand up in her own mess. I don't understand why she needs a peach. If 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 we had to choose between friends of the show currently that should have a peach, it should be Marlo's messy ass if anybody. If because anybody, Marlo, I don't even fucking if, like Marlo. I don't even fucking like Marlo. But one thing for sure and two for certain is Marlo will stand up in the nasty ass mean shit she says and does to the girls on the show. And kick up better mess. Yovana couldn't even stand up in the fact that she recorded Cynthia. Nene posted those receipts, those text messages of her talking about her husband told her, don't say that it was them, don't want to ruin their reputation, don't want to seem untrustworthy, don't want to fuck up their bag, don't want to, don't want to, don't want to. She couldn't even stand up in it and she did it. And she tried she to lie. couldn't even keep up with the fucking was, lie and story she that she tried to, to lie and said it was made up. And then he was like, oh, no, honey, I got the receipts. When y'all mess with, this is the thing. Lanethia leaks can be insufferable. And he is. But Lanethia leaks keeps a receipts. Okay? That's what we should call her. Lanethia leaks, a.k.a. receipts. Lanethia leaks. Okay, so I don't understand that. I don't understand Andy's unwillingness to really just have a fresh start with that franchise because these ladies are old and arguing about nothing. Snake Gate wasn't shit to talk about because Cynthia and Nene was at odds. So, of course, Cynthia was dragging that woman's name through the mud. That's what beef, that's how beefs go. Yeah. Like, I. I have a lot of thoughts about that, but I'll save it for the next episode when we actually talk about part three of the reunion because I have um, several words about Miss Yovana. But I, but Andy, I don't. Un- what Andy? Yes, fuck you. Like all the things that I could have said in my eloquent dragon of you that I would have said, my my friend and co-host said it perfectly. Fuck you, Andy, because this makes no goddamn sense. Like it is a like if, if anything, if anything, because isn't Portia like the youngest cast member? Yeah, yes, and maybe Eva is the youngest cast member now. We don't, we don't, we don't acknowledge her because she brings nothing to Eva. If you, if you want to revamp the whole cast, and if you do want to keep some semblance of the old guard, keep Portia because I don't really like Portia. But what I will say is she brings energy. 
because you damn sure brought this whole fucking all three parts of this goddamn reunion. So do that. Like, give us a brand new cast. It's been 12 seasons of this show. These ladies are old. They be arguing about nothing like my my co-host said. And if you do want to keep some, like, memento of, like, where it started, keep Portia because she's relatively young. She's the youngest cast member. And if nothing else, she will give you energy. She's not boring. She's an airhead, but she's not boring. But do that, Andy. But anything other than this, because we truly do not care. We are watching this shit purely out of longevity for the franchise. And and we like to see black women get checks. And the thing is, we know that if if those views drop even just a little bit beyond any of those white franchises, they good is gone. And Lord knows we don't see we don't need to see Eva broke ass setting up setting up no GoFundMe. <laughs> broke Barbie. Especially not during this damn pandemic. Hit, hitting the runway. Broke Barbie. Okay. We don't need that. I feel um, like we wouldn't see that though, because I mean her nigga do look like a keyboard F, but he do make good money. Enough to take care of her ass. So he looked like foreskin. But anyways, let's I'm sorry, that was me. But it's true. But still mean. Um, I, mean, can, gonna, I mean, it's fine. He married to a bozo, so it's fine. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, We're going to hop into the bullshit because T.I. and Tam... T.I. and Tamley Hustle. <laughs> Jesus. The wine, the wine got me. I'm on my white woman shit. I'm just going to drink a bottle of wine. You hear me? Um, T.I. and Tiny, the Friends and Family Hustle. I... So... I haven't been really disappointed in this show. I think it has given us a good amount to talk about. It feels a lot less scripted than like our real housewives, not real housewives, but like our love and hip hop franchises. Um, And it always, it's leaving us with somebody to drag in every episode, even if it's the same person. Here's looking at you, old snotty nose Tommy. I can't wait Um, till we get to him. So I guess the first thing, me either. I guess the first thing I want to laugh at a little bit, Toya Carter Wright three times is a charm when it comes to marriage. Sis, the only thing you need to be on your knees doing is praying to say thank you for Red coming into your life and being on your knees to suck his dick. It ain't no other reason for you to be getting on your knees, damn sure not to propose. I want you ladies to stop doing that. It, it's <laughs> you know we all we all got a little bit of toxic shit left over, a little some, some toxic shit that don't really harm nobody. Telling women not to propose to men don't harm nobody. <laughs> <laughs> That is one of my toxic traits. I do not believe a woman should ever propose to a man. Period. Get y'all going. I do say that. Y'all be arguing that shit down. I don't even listen. I don't even argue on Twitter no more because I know I ain't get on my knees and propose the shit. <laughs> but what I will tell you is if we if there was one gender role to to subscribe to, it's that niggas women men propose to women, not the other way around. So when Red told Toya, when she said, baby, first of all, I love an authentic New Orleans accent. I've peeped the shade when you said authentic. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 
<laughs> Wait, whoa, oh, friend. Uh huh, you called it this. <laughs> I love and I love an authentic because it's some people that can like mock it, but it's just certain nuances and in, in the in the way that they speak that when it's authentic and they just born and raised in New Orleans, been there most of their life. It come I with that thing. It, 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 I love it. She said, baby, uh, what you think about men propose, women proposing to men? And he was like, I would say no. <laughs> Simple and to the point. I mm. would say no. Well, I mean, let's be real. Our society is not involved enough for that shit, to be honest. Personally, I don't give a fuck either way. That evolution. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I mean, care. personally, I don't give a fuck either way because it ain't me. And it ain't my damn marriage, but that's one thing as a whole society is never going to evolve with. Yeah, and he not in general. He basically said he his whole life when he has considered thought about marriage, he wanted to be the one to propose and make it special. And he told Toya, "Don't try to take that away from me. That's important to me." And I do love that she communicated openly that. So, okay, when you are ready to take that next step, please know I am ready too. And you know what, Toya? Good for you. She said her and her dad have been keeping in contact, have been staying close. Um, he's coming out to visit in Atlanta. I, I like to see Black people tackle their trauma and not let it eat away at them and ruin every good thing that come their way because they are letting their trauma run their show. At least the healthier relationships. Yeah. So that's, I'm glad to hear that Toya is ready to, to tackle marriage again. I'm glad that she's the relationship. No, yeah, go ahead, friend. No, I ain't nothing. Cut me off a little bit. Speaking of healthy relationships, I do like the relationship that Wayne has with, uh, with Nate. Yeah. I do like that, but Nate's still annoying as fuck. I was going to say, but she has been less annoying this season. And, Every every human being is different. As a whole, some young 20-something-year-olds, teens, they can be goddamn insufferable. And some just never really are that insufferable. If you ask yeah. me, a good example of that is, and Jeremy will probably say he had his insufferable moments when he was young, um, but Jeremy is quite a bit younger than me. And so when I came across him on Twitter, I never felt like he was an insufferable 21, 20-year-old, 20 21-year-old and shit like that. I never felt like that. He had a pretty good grasp on reality. You know, he everybody has their immature moments when you're that age, but he was nothing like a Reginae to me. So, I would not hear on no Doja case shit. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all gonna listen. We gonna get listen, these. We gonna shade it down. Season. She gonna get <laughs> shade gonna... down because let me tell you, we pick apart Elon Elon James on Twitter for sport from November till after New Year. Every year when those holidays roll around, that man deletes his Twitter because he know. Am I lying, friend? Nah. So if you think for one minute that uh, she not going to catch this work from us, 
y'all a damn fool and y'all lucky we ain't digging our heels into it and diving deep like i know they're gonna do on crown and collards oh you because we discussed <laughs> it on the wind down so if you subscribe to the patreon at the ten dollar level go listen to the wind down if you're not i think it would benefit you because we're getting to the point where we're starting to add more content to the ten dollar level we have new hosts coming in so you'll get i didn't took a whole break to promote this patreon but when the lord listen calls, promotion <laughs> when the lord touches you you respond um so there be there will be new uh candid uh videos get up close and personal with your hosts um out of the new shows we're adding i do believe eventually some new ten dollar patreon content will come uh mike and i are on there doing a red light special and we're gonna tap in and get some of the guests some of not guests some of the hosts from the other shows as guests because i know these niggas be fucking <laughs> i mean not in this pandemic but yes but yeah and so that's that um but back to what yeah we drug doja on the patreon and y'all gonna get crown and collars dragging them on the regular feed yeah um but yeah regina seems less annoying it's good to see that dynamic with her and wayne it's good to see wayne in that light um yeah because he, he look healthy he, well i mean yeah. as healthy as wayne can look as healthy as wayne can look but he do seem like he's not using drugs and he's not dealing with the seizures and stuff like that and so that's good i was glad to see that yes um so i want to talk ti has this podcast and it's calling it expeditiously is i don't know i i feel like he thought he had something with that one but it's just kind of obnoxious i mean it fits his personality good point friend um he had dc young fly on who dc young fly if you are not you on social media y'all should know who he is but he came to fame through vine um R.I.P. Vine yeah R.I.P. Vine but he really got on his grind he ended up uh so he sings so he didn't had out an EP he didn't been in movies like I think he was in like How High 2 or whatever Mm. whether it was some straight to straight to Netflix type bullshit but a, a check is a check I think the last big thing he was in was that movie with Monique and Carrie Hilson and a bunch of other niggas. What was it? it this last Christmas or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That was like the last big, big, like, like go and see it in the theater shit that I remember him being on. And that was yep, like, I want to um, say 2016-ish? Um, but, and you know what's funny though? How High 2 comes on MTV too sometimes. So he definitely running it up, getting some residuals. And I've also, he's also the the longest and uh, most recurring member on Wilding Out. And he's, I think he's a really good uh, improv comedian. I will tell you that he thinks really quickly on his feet. Um, yeah. I don't know if he's super problematic or not. If he is, let us know. I don't keep up with him too, too much. Like, I don't follow him on social media and stuff. If he's not, then you welcome for this promo, my nigga. But he was on Expeditiously with T.I. <laughs> and he made a good point about it's a difference between an OG and an old head. And that a lot of these, old, a lot of these 
rappers who came to be, you know, back in the day, they are old heads. All they have is criticism. The Joe Buttons of the world. Joe Budden is an old head. All he do is criticize, critique, frown his face up and tell people to get off his yard where the new up and coming artists are. You know, that's a good example. That's a good example. Whereas, um, who's like a oh who you who would you think is an OG? Uh, let's see. Uh, I I hate to say it. If we are to be honest, I think Ti yeah and Jay Z is an an OG because we have seen multiple instances of Jay Z stepping in and trying to get these new artists out of shitty contracts. Yeah. Uh we've seen him his management do great deal great do wonders for athletes, do wonders for other artists because I do believe Rock Nation manages J. Cole. J. Cole's yeah. last album just went five times platinum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think managing Rihanna. They're now managing Meg. Meg just scored a number one hit, number two on the billboard hit with his with the Beyonce. Yeah, with the Savage remix. The Beyonce. Beyonce don't work with a whole lot of hip hop artists. And the ones that she the ones that she have worked with, they will be considered legends, even that pink lady, because she (laughs) had a legendary run when she first came out and was making good music. I had to think about who the fuck you was talking about for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't want her stands coming for us because this is not disrespect. But anytime yeah. we have seen Beyonce work with a hip hop artist, they have ended up having legendary careers. Missy, her own husband. Yeah. Um I feel like missing her own till though, but yeah. Yeah. A legend. So I think I definitely think T.I. and Jay-Z are kind of like some OGs. And I feel like the Joe Buttons are like the old heads. And so DC Young Fly basically said a lot of the the people who should be OGs have gotten comfortable being old heads and not helping the next generation of whatever it is, entertainer, rapper, it don't matter, athlete, and so on and so forth. Oh, I feel like Kobe was an OG. We would hear uh, in the news all the time yes. how Kobe would be working with younger athletes during the off season, even some yes. shooting around with them, helping them get their jump shot together. Then when he retired, he really just stepped it up and trying to help the WNBA get what they deserve, get the equality they deserve in pay and recognition and TV time and stuff yeah. like that. I would say someone like Kobe was – if we're sticking in the basketball context, Kobe was an OG, whereas someone like a um, fuck, what is his name? Fuck, uh, Gilbert Arenas is like an old head. Yes, Gilbert Arenas got a whole ass podcast friend, about basketball got, where he just be talking shit. Friend, I gotta get that one a chef's kiss. Mwah. That was that was the correlation. That was the one. Yeah, Thank absolutely. Thank you. Um, and I. I will never, ever, ever, ever listen to that damn podcast of my own free will and volition. Um, But I thought that was a good conversation to have. 
Um, and the same. The only thing with Ti though is podcasting. It's some OGs who act who. Sh- it's some people who should be OGs, but they really old heads. Um, in my opinion, I feel like Curtis was kind of an OG because Curtis was podcasting before they was really calling it podcasting, and um, yeah, he understood how shit went. Yeah, Curtis the. Gay Side Stories wasn't his first rodeo with podcasting. And I feel like once he got to Gay Side Stories, which Gay Side Stories would have been, uh, it just made three years that he had been doing Gay Side. But in three years to have a podcast that was ending up on the national news in Seattle, and he was always willing to help teach other podcasters the game if they really wanted to learn as a matter of fact um we got a voice recording from a podcast that curtis um did a crossover show with and who is who raised you hoes shout out to y'all and one of the things that they said was that curtis was willing to help them understand podcasting better his professionalism made them want to be more professional in the way that he researched outlined scheduled things he took it also very serious and was always willing to share that wealth of knowledge with other podcasters so i would definitely say in my eyes curtis is like a podcast og um and i i feel like that is missing from a lot of different sects and communities Everybody want to criticize. Everybody got an opinion. Nobody want to do the work to make it great. If it's not great to you, how do you make it great? Other than complaining. So. Yeah. And that was that was cool. And uh, <laughs> I got a little smoke for candy. <laughs> um, and it has nothing. Speaking to of OG with- versus old head. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with Real Housewives of Atlanta. Let me say that. So, so I guess some time ago, Candy went on Instagram and said that her mother, one of her mother's biggest wishes was for Escape to do another album. And since that's what her mama wanted, she was going to give her mama that and told the whole world that Escape was getting back together and doing another album but the whole issue with that is she never talked to any of the girls before she made that announcement on Instagram. Hmm. Somebody as business savvy as Candy has to know that was tacky. And one of the things that T.I. said about that was that the girls in the group have allowed Candy to pull the strings of that group from far, for far too long. Everything has always revolved around when Candy wants to do it, when Candy's ready, when Candy's out of her feelings, when Candy's back in her feelings, when it comes to escape. That was cute all them years ago when y'all was young and dumb, Candy, but you like 40 fucking years old playing them type of games and playing it with people's livelihood. But before that, Candy was adamant. Candy was so adamant about not doing anything further with escape after this reunion tour that she, the girls had to, the other three girls had to change the name of escape. Remember they to added that three escape. and took out. Yeah. When they added the number three and took out mm-hmm. the E at the end. And all of that was because they okay. could not tour under the original namesake. 
if Candy hadn't signed off on it. Yeah. The thing that I want to know is, Candy, who the fuck gives a fuck that your mama wanted it? Wanted y'all to do a reunion because Girl, if we're being fuck honest, mama. fuck Mama Joyce. We don't give a fuck about her and that Chinese that, bang bob she be wearing. That and also like the only reason your mama wants y'all to get back together is so she can splurge and and leech more money from you. So like, I don't understand. Like I don't understand being so standoffish and like so like in your feelings with the girls and shit. Like, like you said, you. You too damn professional to be carrying on like a broke bitch, Candy. And my thing is, she and then Candy says she sent a group text message to schedule a meeting to try to get all the girls together to tell them again, Candy, you got your hand in too many pots professionally and business wise to believe it's okay to schedule something as big as a meeting to discuss recording a whole new album which you likely would end up touring and so on and so forth through a fucking group chat why are you treating the escape girls like your castmates on real housewives like am i am i wrong friend because i feel like stuff like that should be a phone call no you right like I don't understand why Candy treats Escape like her castmates. Like, I know the girls have their issues with each other, but at the end of the day, like, Escape is how you made your claim to fame in your bag. Like, y'all just won an award not too long ago. Like, you can't treat goddamn Tiny and Latoya uh, and Toya like like goddamn Nene and fucking Cynthia. You can't move like that with Escape, Candy. And I don't understand why you're doing it. Like, I I guess because, I mean, if we're being honest, of all of them, you have more bags currently than all of them, but that still don't give you a right to move like a broke bitch. And that's how you move in candy. And I don't like it. Exactly. Get that shit together. Exactly. Like, I... Because I don't know how you... Because th- I don't know how you treat these girls like, like second-class citizens and then your mama up there stealing all your goddamn money and having smoke for Todd over some bullshit and you can't even stand up to your, your mama. So I, I am confused, Candy. Also, to end as well, I have confusion. Um, It's so many logistics to y'all getting back together to record another album that, like I said, it just absolutely should have been a phone call because you you guys got to talk money, you've got to talk branding, you've got to talk new percentages and all this other stuff. So you got to talk vocal coaching, got to talk getting ready, all all of that stuff. So I just don't understand why you felt like sending a, a group a group text when you probably can't you probably don't even answer all your text messages when somebody really need to reach you i guarantee you they call your damn phone yeah so like jeremy said i just don't understand you treating your your group mates like stepchildren who you can pull in and out of time out when you get getting ready because when she and tiny met she gonna tell her well since y'all ain't respond to the group chat i just went ahead and start doing other shit again so i can't do it no more now so, so man, again, what, the fuck was, what, the what point? was the point? What was the reason? And my thing is, if I if I put something important in the group chat, 
and don't nobody respond. I'm a I'm a reiterated in the group chat. Like, hey, did y'all see what I said? So and so and such and such. Yeah. Like, if something like that was that important to you and that was that heavy on your heart, you you would have reached out in a better form of communication in the group chat. Because let's be honest, sometimes you could get a you could get a text and you are mean to answer it, and then you just completely forget you got it. You'd be like, okay, I'm going to answer this in a few minutes after I finish doing whatever I'm doing, and you never get back to it. Not only that, it's also unfair that you keep putting Tiny in the middle. Absolutely. Because I'm going to be honest. Yeah, either you want to be an escape or you don't. Stop teeter-tottering back and forth with them ladies' livelihood. And don't put it on your goddamn mama. Fuck your mama. Exactly. Funky bitch. Um, Speaking of a funky bitch. Ooh, Tommy. I do not like that. (laughs) I do not like him. I don't like him at all. I don't like him. I do not like him. Something is very, very, very off. He, He just gives me super abuser tease. Oh, you yeah, are. I, I don't oh. like him. Ooh, I do. Like I know in real and like in real time, they still together. Hell, I think Toy Latoya just had that baby yeah. again or something like that. And all I can say is good the hell luck, Toya, because yeah, mm, 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 he, I'm I'm not liking what I'm seeing from this nigga at all. He is a typical ass. Um, I like something as long as it agrees with me, but the minute I got to be held accountable for my behavior, I don't like it. And everybody is against me and everybody is wrong. And it ain't just me. You are a child. And I'm sad because I just, I don't, I know that this is not just starting because your mama died. Yeah. Like his mama died, probably kicked it into overdrive. Well, I ain't no probably it did, but this is what was there before. He just don't went super saiyan with the shit now. And every time I see him, every time, like, you know what really annoys me? And this is a problem with a lot of the men on the shows that we watch. Like, I am not saying that you have to, you know, quote unquote, kiss your partner's ass and stuff. But the tone in which you talk to your partner and communicate your feelings matters to me. And every time I see you know, a lot of these men, and in this case, Tommy, just the way that he talks to Toya, just the, you can hear the dismissiveness and damn near everything he fucking says, and it irritates the fuck out of me. Like, it ain't even my goddamn relationship, and I just be wanting to slap the, slap the black off this nigga for the way he be talking to Toya. Like, you, that is your partner, not your goddamn child, nigga. You don't you get to use your mama's death as a fucking excuse to be a goddamn sociopath. Ugh. Say it. Ugh, yeah, I, just, I don't like him. Then he came home and wanted to have a conversation like shit was all good. That's and see that's that that's that a manipulative shit. Like you don't talk to her, belittle her, made her cry in her friends' arms and shit. She don't know what you're coming. The whole going. time he was out of town, he ain't call her, ain't text her. You got a wife and a child at home. You out of town. 
You don't think it's important to check in on your wife and your child. Shit like that. Shit like that. I cannot excuse and will not excuse. Cause like you about to say, Jeremy, it don't take long to shoot a text. Even if y'all still mad at each other, you check in and say, Hey, you and little mama good. All right, then I'm gonna hit you later and see what y'all up to. There is no excuse to go days without speaking to your wife and your child. If, and Toya has said it and she, she, you know what friend, she proved that this is behavior that's been going on prior to his mama passing. Cause she talking about, he ran away when I was pregnant. He ran I was away just with about to bring that up. He ran away with that. He, he seems like a nigga who keep one foot out the door in his marriage. And I really need her to wake up and fit and, make a decision on if that's something she is willing to deal with and subject her kids to. Well, clearly she has. Like, we know they're together in real life, but and she just unless, had another baby, but that shit is crazy. Yeah. And he was like, making comments see, trying to act like he don't, uh, she don't like his uh, oldest child and shit like that. Like when you start throwing low blows like that, you, you blow into harm. Like, unless we see, like, him making some kind of, like, a thousand degree three turnaround, I, j- I just do not like this for Toya. And they keep, and her kid. Like, I, I just do not like it. I do not like this nigga. He's not good for her. The behavior that he is displaying currently, he's not good for her. At all. And he don't need to be with anybody. Because, nigga, you can't even have a conversation not even a disagreement but a conversation with your significant other without talking to them like they got damn i was about to be real problematic oh <laughs> without talking to them like they are like a toddler like you need to be by yourself you need to be by yourself you need to leave them kids alone as we'll be saying you need to leave that woman alone you need to work on yourself and get some goddamn healing and and that's the other thing. He don't even like the fucking counselor when he being held accountable and shit. Like, nigga. <laughs> nigga. It's called couples therapy. That means you can't just be like, well, Toya said this and Toya did that. And I mean, Toya, Toya, Toya. Nigga, you there too. Ugh, niggas. <laughs> God damn it. I do not like you. I'm sorry. I don't like you. Take it back. Take it back. Factory recall. Nigga recall. Take it back. Take it back. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And that's it for Ti and Tiny Friends and Family Hustle. We're gonna move over to. We're gonna go to the West Coast, and we're gonna stay over there until it's time to come back to the South. Um. Growing up, hip hop LA. So, not not a whole lot happened, but enough happened. First, first thing I want to say is y'all dislike Sam so much that y'all will totally lie and be a dickhead about what you would really do if you was in the same situation as Egypt. I'm from, I was raised that if somebody is confrontational, if they start taking off their earrings, tying their hair up, slapping Vaseline on their face, you beat the dog shit out of them. You don't give nobody the opportunity to whoop your ass. And she was being threatening because if you get up in somebody's face, 
you start pointing your fingers you talk start talking about you better move little girl you start telling people to hold your rings you start taking off your jewelry you are letting me know that you are preparing to fight me so instead of giving you a chance to whoop my ass i'm gonna try to whoop yours first i see absolutely nothing hey, ready. you ain't got to get ready Listen, I see if you're going to fuck around, fuck around expeditiously. You if go. you're going to be the aggressor and you're going to be the bully, it's on site. Ain't nobody going to give you a chance to, to beat up on them. Unless they're dumbass the, and witch. The fact that TT and, the bro, and, and Egypt's brother are bullshitting and being disingenuous, talking about, what about the ramifications for her? Who the fuck gonna call the police on somebody when they just got beat up in a fight? Well, what about the ham handifications, my nigga? That's what we need to be talking about. Yeah. Because it was ramifications. The fisticuffs. It definitely was ramifications for Brianna for getting up in that girl's face like that. It is what it is. I, I mean, if she wanted to smoke, so I don't understand what the problem is. I absolutely do not agree with tt and the and the brother i I will i refuse to learn that nigga name don't i i mean he don't know it don't yeah it don't matter because he being stupid sam your mama is 50 fucking years old do you think your mama so ridiculous your mama from new york ain't i think pepper from the bronx or some shit like that or harlem or some shit like that she know what would have happened in a situation like that. And that's why she, when she heard Egypt side of things, which Egypt side of things were true. And also in the beginning of the season or the end of last season, we witnessed Brianna getting aggressive with Pep, putting her finger all in her face, telling her what she better do and so on and so forth. Brianna is the issue in that situation. It's not Egypt. You don't have to fuck Sam. So if you can't, di- if if Sam infuriates you so bad, then you just distance your fucking self and call it a day. You don't get to go ruin an engagement party. You don't get to try to fight her because that's who she chose to be with. You don't get to run around social media dogging shit and throwing dirt on her name. That's her pussy. And if she wants to give her pussy to Sam, that's her business. That's her right. As, as a woman, the autonomy to give pussy to who you choose to give your pussy to within legal limits. Leave us alone with that, Brianna. You've been mad for 84 years. Just, just own the fact that you caught your issue. You underestimated that that girl would knock you in your shit, not once but twice, and just call it a day. And next time... Don't try to be a half-ass bully. Go all the way in. Don't take time to take off your rings and your jewelry and tie your hair back. Nuck if you buck. That song exists for a reason. Don't wait to nuck because you're feeling like you might buck. No. Just go all in. Mmm. God. Whew. She bringing shame to all women, women with freckles because every woman I know with freckles about that action. Her ass was about that pavement. Got beat the fuck up. <laughs> mm. Um, About this fucking meeting, 
I'm sick of hearing about this fucking meeting. I'm sick of Romeo being a coward. But I tell you who had energy for Romeo was motherfucking Lil Twist. Oh, rat tattooy looking ass. I feel Lil like Twist done had like, energy for the whole cast, to be honest. Lil Twist look like Speedy Gonzalez. First things first. Why is I'm ashamed that Easy E son is the one delivering messages being a fucking bone carrier. Mm. Nigga, your pops was a, a street nigga to the death of him. If a man got something to say, a man need to deliver that message on his own. He don't need no motherfucking middleman. Especially when he the one keeping up the shit. And Lil Twist said it best. You tell Romeo, if he got something to say to me, he got an invite for me, tell him to deliver it to me face to face. Don't send no motherfucking body to invite me to nothing. And the wild part is, Lil Romeo such a coward, he telling, he, he telling Eric that uh, he emailed the cast when he emailed the producers and the producers forwarded it to the cast. Nigga, you too scary to send a motherfucking email? What? The thing that is confusing to me about this whole situation is why are y'all so grown yet acting so childish? I don't get it. Because honestly, this is not that much that is like, oh my God, how can we ever come back from this? We are at a crossroads of the end of no return. Like, nigga, just like, be like, I, I was wild when I said that, my bad. And that's it. Like, all this extra shit, when it j- could just be an apology and understanding that we could all move on with our lives. I don't understand all this. I don't I'm very confused. I'm very confused just, as to why y'all are moving like bozos. Very. Specifically Romeo and his dad, specifically. So, friend, because we could just we could just jump to the meeting, because I don't think anything else worthwhile discussing really happened. Brianna is, is in a good place with um, Vanessa Simmons. Uh, but my thing is, one... When they when Master P and Romeo walked up to the meeting, why Master P butt so big? Didn't that nigga that nigga had that Phaedra donkey booty, didn't he? The, all right. <laughs> all right. You need to call him Master B and the B stand for butt. God oh. damn. <laughs> big chuggalug. <laughs> that nigga was dragging that wagon. All right. God damn. Ooh. Niggas get a little change and they turn into video vixens. Boy, you thick as a bowl of grits that get left out overnight. Make them say, uh. Literally, because I know you squeezes them cheeks. Ooh. Damn. Also, his suits don't be fitting. They don't be fitting at all. That suit was tight as fucking ass. They probably got your butt in that in that photo album. They show the bitches when they come to get their new booties. They be like, "Mm, I'll take a masterpiece. Like you just see that suit, and I'll just be like, I know your arm. Ass so fat, you can see it from the front. Mm. My co-host is clearly getting her jokes off, but no limit to that ass, is it? 
All and right. I just keep going All and right. going and going like an energizer bunny. Energizer booty. That's what it uh, is. You, uh, you know what? Let's move on. <laughs> I'm so tired of you. Um, Boogie looked pretty incest with Romeo as well. And I think Master P and Romeo are very, very fake to being on this show because they have tried to play it like they keep an eye out for the cast. They talk to them outside of it, ABCDFG. And when Boogie was like, I don't talk to Romeo outside this show. The most I talk to Romeo is when we when we film it. And for this nigga to still be mad about that fucking ICDC college commercial, boy, I know you bet the fuck not. Too much money to be mad about that shit. Give it a fucking rest. Like, nigga, imagine having the money that you have, not one, on your own, and two, from your daddy, and giving a fuck about people making fun of your ICDC commercial. Nigga, I know you fucking lying. There are people with real problems, Romeo. ICBC, and that B stand for butt, your daddy. (laughs) Nigga. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so tired of you. <laughs> Let's move on to the day. <laughs> I'm sick of you. <laughs> um, and and Boogie, like, I, if he got a problem with me, he got to tell me to my face. This the thing. You randomly got mad at Angela. Is it Angela? Yeah, Angela. Yeah. Because she had on a bathing suit on Instagram. That alone lets you know that you can no longer be her friend and you needed to cease all communication. But the way you went about it was so fucking cowardly and bitch made. You brought it to everybody but her. She still hasn't heard directly from you to her face why you don't want to be cool with her. You told her sister. You told her brother. You told the rest of the cast. You told your daddy. You told the radio. You told Instagram. You told Twitter. You probably said it in Facebook. You probably asked, am I the asshole on Reddit? You have told everybody why you got a problem with this girl except this girl. And now you start saying inflammatory things like her old man died and I could have took advantage of her. You are the one that is being flagrant and disrespectful. I have not heard the Simmons family say anything disrespectful about you yet other than you are making this situation far uglier than it has to be. Yeah. And that's like my issue. Well, rather like, I don't understand. Like this is, this is at this is one sided and it's way deeper than it actually needs to be. Like you getting mad at her posting a swimsuit is clearly first of all, it's an indication that you're not over her. That's number one, to be honest. <laughs> and number two, and that's not like you gotta deal with that on your own. But why you have taken it to this next level of extremism when it doesn't need to be and getting everybody involved in your own shit that you can't sort out on your own. That's what bitch niggas do, Romeo. And I need you to stop doing that. And I need your daddy to stop co-signing that you doing bitch nigga shit. That's the part. I wanted to get there because, but friend, we also can't really be surprised because you remember Master P went through that really bad divorce with his wife because he was he treated her like shit. 
Yeah, you're right. And tried to do everything in his power to keep her from getting any of the money she made while they were he made while they were together. So yep, when I yep, thought about yep. that, it made sense that he don't mind his son moving like a fuck nigga. The misogyny don't fall too far from the tree. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah, that apple, right. that apple bottom is, you know. All right. I shouldn't <laughs> stitch your ass up for that. <laughs> <laughs> All you need is the boots with the fur. Oh, anyway. you know what? <laughs> I'm I'm not dealing with your ass. Romeo okay. and Master P took that shit in. God damn it. God damn it. Fuck y'all. Um, suck y'all stomach in like the rest of the band, bitches. <laughs> yeah, suck it in. Suck it in. Treat it like an Instagram shoot. Poke that thing out. Well, Master P, you gonna do that anyway because that's just how you are. <laughs> <laughs> you are not gonna let this go, are you? I'm not. He thick as fuck. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> but while we speaking of thick as fuck, um, Kendra had a housewarming party. Um, a whole lot didn't happen on this on this episode. But we might as well just center it around. Kendra, if you got some other stuff that caught your eye, friend, let's talk about that too. First things first, genetics be geneticin. Because I would have never thought Kendra had no Vietnamese mama. Don't nothing about her say Vietnamese to me. But I got she was being weird, constantly bringing up her and Dr. Britton being mixed. If you mix, you just mix. We don't, you don't always got to make the room uncomfortable talking about being mixed. It's, it's okay. It's okay if you don't tell people you mix within five minutes of meeting them. I promise they will still learn to like you. Was she saying that throughout the whole episode or just when her and Britain was talking? She kept she talks about it all the time with Britain. She makes comments like, Yeah, us mixed girls. <laughs> uh okay. I might have to rewatch it because I I I could have sworn she only brought that up when they went out and they was kind of bonded to getting to know each other because they ain't really hung out like this whole time. We like what four episodes in? Maybe I have to rewatch it. Yeah, but even I, I just like, thought they talked about that one. I don't mix people love bringing up they mix though. It's it's okay. The weird ones, the weird ones, dude. Yeah, because somebody pointed ones. it out on Twitter, like Hella Beer mix, and she she a nigga far as she concerned. So yeah, she don't ever really bring it. I ain't never heard her bring it up to be honest. But yeah, um, Doctor. I will Kendra, say though, I think I do think. Kendra um, crazy for trying to have a housewoman with all the shit that she got going on. Like, well, I get it. My but, thing uh, is, y'all, you, you a whole doctor and you had a housewoman and your husband was not feeling well. You a yeah. doctor and the only thing that came to my mind was like, this is why the corona keeps spreading. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, can we just get can we get to the uh, to the argument because yeah cuz I do not understand on the episode that we covering yeah i do not understand jasmine and shanique's 
beef with Dr. Imani. First things first, Shanique, Dr. Imani ain't did shit to you. Yeah, you inheriting a beef that ain't really none of you your business. You going out business. your way to make this beef your business, and I do not get it. And when Dr. Imani's friend, Kia, was that her name? Leah. Leah. Leah was like, you are just messy as fuck, Shanique. And we'll get to that, too. Um, Jasmine, Imani don't owe you no apology every time she see you. And just because she apologized don't mean she got to break down your cell phone or your door to establish a friendship. Friendships are a two-way street. If you have, if she has apologized and you have accepted it, if you want to know how Dr. Imani is doing, call her. Yeah, but not only that, it's like Jasmine feels entitled to her business, which is a very weird way to try to kick off a friendship. friendship. Like, I get it. Like, last season, like, Amani, like, said something that she really shouldn't have no business saying and that rubbed you the wrong way. I get it. Like, Lord knows, trust me, I get somebody rubbing you the wrong way with a first impression. But if you're going to accept the apology, accept the apology, but... Also, too, and as well, like, Imani not immediately opening up all her deepest, darkest secrets about her, her marriage, whatever she got going on in her, her home, and you feeling offended that she's not telling y'all that. Y'all coming from a rocky place already, so why the fuck would she do that? And then, too, that's not how you establish a friendship anyway. That's you trying to get mess and tea, and you think we stupid and don't peep what you're doing. And you mad that amount of people what you doing. Because game recognize game. That's why yes. you really mad. See, I ain't the smartest n- nigga in the world, but I can peep some bullshit when I see it. And I see through you, Jasmine. I see right through you. You don't really want to be that woman, friend. You just want to keep up mess and beef and all her goddamn business so you can turn around and shade her like you did the very next episode, which we're not going to talk about this episode. We're going to talk about next episode. But still, I see what the fuck you're doing, Jasmine. And I also see what you're doing, too, Andy, because you pin these two goddamn factions together. You pin Jasmine and goddamn Shanique on one side, and you got Imani and Leah on the other, and Brittany and Kendra just stuck in the middle of their bullshit. I see what the fuck you're doing. And also, so finally... Dr. Imani says that, you know, Phil has been in Oklahoma um, preparing to open up a dispensary and Jasmine act like this nigga is Pablo Escobar. You said that about my house and your husband is a truck dealer? He's selling marijuana? Girl, it's not that Baby damn big. Her nigga it's ain't legal. trying to tap you. Yeah, her, exactly. Baby, it's legal cannabis. Yeah. It's legal and, so, and also, again, like, uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Do, and we talked about this when it happened. Did Amana have any business saying that shit? No. Even no. Britain, who is close with her, checked on that shit. Like, girl, that wasn't no shit you needed to say. But in the grand scheme of things, it is, is it the worst thing ever? No. I've heard far worse insults. And we've seen far worse insults on this goddamn show. Like a, it do look like the Scarface house. We established that. All that goddamn marble, all that white. Yeah. All them winding it ass. Look like, it look like a Scarface remake movie. It just is what it is. It's gaudy. It shows your wealth. Just own that. Yeah. And call it And the other thing is, if you're not going to accept the apology, which you are well within your right to do, then just stand in there and just be cordial with her. But this fake ass, I want to be your friend, but I'm also 
I want to know your business just so I can use it to shade you down. And I, and I am entitled to know everything about you. That shit is weird, Jasmine. Very. And Shanique. You got Girl. way too much going on in your goddamn marriage for you to be this fucking messy. Because let me tell you something. You thought you had a big joker trying to call out Leah for talking about um, Kendra's outfit on Instagram and stuff. And Leah said it. You even bringing this up in itself to try to expose me as being messy is messy. It's very messy. And, and it we wasn't, had that. And it, and it wasn't negative saying that it looked like a... a a, a air pilot suit when those air pilot jumpsuits are in style and Louis Vuitton and Gucci and every fucking body else making them. Okay. So she looked like an air force pilot. You act like she said she looked like a big old stinking fat, nasty cow. And Kendra Rachel, didn't even care that much. That nasty smelly bit. Like it wasn't none of that. Kendra was like, just like, well, okay. <laughs> No, and Kendra said it. She was like, at the time, that was the only thing I could fit. And Leah was like, I promise you, I didn't say it in a negative way. So right. I'm just, so you, I, and, and your you, own husband didn't like that. Yeah. Your own husband called you out on your behavior, said, This ain't, this is not Christ like at all. <laughs> it remind me of that meme of Christ is watching from the Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> he like Robert is watching Sonique. He like this not godly at all. Mm, no, but it was uh, like she clapping her fingers. I mean, cl- clapping her fingers, clapping her hands, and getting all out and stuff. And it's like you don't even but, get this loud with your husband. You talking to you, you like went, a child. You went out of your way to ruin a housewarming for a woman who has been in a funk and a depression due to postpartum and trying to get back a sense of normalcy and wanted to share this experience with y'all. And you went out your way to not only shit on it, but maybe even make it worse by painting a picture like Leah was just talking about her like a damn dog and that wasn't the case. Just even bringing it up, like her her and Jasmine, more specifically Shanique, because she turned it up to an extra level, but y'all was downstairs, they were upstairs, the event was going good, and y'all just had to be like, well, let's have a conversation. When y'all didn't need to, because Jasmine, you didn't, you wasn't going to accept the goddamn apology no way, so it wasn't no point. And Shanique, you just decided to be messy for the sake of being messy, trying to play gotcha, and you look like a goddamn idiot. Even to your husband. Meanwhile, yeah. you mad at the fucking world because you pissed off that you can't quit a lucrative job to start selling real estate. And when your husband asks you to come up with a plan to execute all of this, you're going to get mad talk about I ain't say, well, what did I say when you was going to medical school? Okay, y'all ain't had no kids when he was in medical school. It's yeah. a, you have you a whole family now, and your decisions affect that of the whole family. Yeah. Now, I will say I didn't like him being like, well, I ain't just ain't going to do shit. Like, I feel like if you are going to critique her for not thinking about the family, then that you need to look in the mirror too because y'all can definitely work on that together. Now we'll drag him a bit on that because just that immediate standoffishness, like I just ain't gonna do shit. I mean, you figure it out. Uh, yeah, she needs to get her shit together, but you do too, nigga. So I do fault him for that. But also at the same time, Shanique, you can't just up and just do shit 
and think it's all going to be honky-dory, peachy-clean because y'all do have a family. And the decision that you and your husband make affect each other and, most importantly, y'all family. So you need to take care of your home before you start trying to pick fights about it, money and what the fuck she got going on in her home on behalf of your friend Jasmine, who's also a goofy. Yahtzee. Yeah, that's my friend said it quite eloquently. Also, hold on, wait, 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 wait. This is real petty, and this really ain't got shit to do with shit. But sneak, you be letting a nigga that's shorter than you talk to you. That like, <laughs> like, when you see how tall Shanik is, and then you see her nigga, and he just be talking to her like she's stupid. I'm just like, girl, you let a nigga that five two talk to you like that. You bad at the damn world. So they are ashamed. Be ashamed of yourself. Mm, mm, mm. Well, when you do Bozory. Exactly. Speaking of Bozory, let's talk about part two of this Housewives reunion. I'm ready. Uh, first of all, I want to say I don't really like Portia. I personally, I have just always side out her ever since Phaedra Gate because I feel like she was a real snake for allowing Phaedra to use her against Candy in that manner. Um, so ever since then, I've never really cared for Portia anymore, if I ever have. But I will say this. I enjoyed Portia carrying the fuck on this whole re- reunion, all three parts. Um, but specifically part two, because she was not here for y'all playing in her damn face. And by y'all, I mean Kendra motherfucking Moore. She was not here for Cynthia being Kenya's um, lap doll. She had the receipts. She had the energy. She had the jokes. She was not here for even the goddamn social distancing ass titties. And I would just like to say bravo, Portia. Bravo. You did what needed to be done. Chef's kiss. Mwah. Beautiful. Um, with that big old Master P booty, too. God, you know what? Speaking of portion and receipts, I feel like I don't know why um Kenya was so um adamant that that receipt that they posted, uh quote unquote receipt they posted of um that text message they had um between her and Shamil like proved her innocence because it was contradictory as fuck because they had already showed the real um proof during the season. So like I didn't I didn't understand the point of that. Like we know that Kenya concocted that whole shit to try to get at Porsche for whatever goddamn reason. And it made her look stupid. And Shamia called her out for being weird. Porsche called her out for being weird. So I didn't understand why we needed to revisit that. And they showed that damn text acting like it proved Kenya's innocence. She's still a fucking snake. Absolutely. And she's still a, still a liar. So I didn't understand that. Um, but what I did appreciate in part two that was a uh, and it was not here for Kenya trying to shirt responsibility for her um or lack of accountability for her actions he was asking the hard-hitting questions he was asking the questions that everybody was asked it's like well Kenya you do have a history as they wrote the receipts back of antagonizing and being a bully on this show and provoking people so how is it that you get to call Basically, how did, is it that you get to call everybody a bitch and be mean, but when someone calls you a bitch, um, you don't like that and it's World War Three, and everybody should apologize. Good on you, Andy, for st- putting, keeping your foot on her neck. 
Because didn't she call Tanya a cunt? Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's what I thought. I thought we yes. talked about I that. I have that in my notes. I was getting to that. Yes. Yes. And that's one of the things. And I, was it Portia? It might have been Portia or it might have been Nene before she left. <laughs> but it's like, so you can call Tanya a bitch. You can belittle her. You can try to dismiss her when you she was getting in your ass about that cookie lady shit. But you calling her a cunt is okay. Sure, sure, King. That's why you can't root for Kenya. That's exactly why you can't root for Kenya, right? Goddamn, there. Um, I did like that Tanya was finally standing up to Kenya about that cookie lady bullshit, but I do have to take a bit of points back because, like, she was getting in Kenya's ass, but then she was also giving Cynthia a pass for that shit too. Talking about I respect Cynthia and I give Cynthia credit. So let me get this straight. So Cynthia knew the damn lady before Kenya did. Knew the tea and the information before Kenya did. Knew how shady it was towards towards Tanya and yet invited Tanya anyway. I mean, invited the, the cookie lady to Tanya shit before Kenya even did. And somehow Kenya gets dragged, which she should, but Cynthia gets a pass. I don't understand that. And it speaks At to all. something that you've been saying for a while, friend, is that everybody gives Cynthia this, you know, she's a, you know, an airhead and she don't know no, no better, which she is stupid as fuck. Don't get me wrong. But she is way more conniving and deceitful than people uh, don't attack her enough for because how the fuck how in the goddamn do you know the fucking cookie lady then when then invite her and you don't and you don't think that's gonna be that's gonna um, go wrong and i agree with what candy said like it's even worse than kenya to be honest because you was leading uh, tanya into a goddamn ambush so i don't understand why like I don't understand I get, why Cynthia get a pass and she is freaking messy. As fuck. She is such a messy bitch. She's messy as fuck, and she. But I mean, if we're being honest, she is a product of the two people that have been the most prominent since her tenure on this show, Nene and Kenya. And we know that both of them are some of the meanest, messiest, most bullyingest bitches. That, uh, that has ever been on this damn platform and Cynthia has been both of their lap dogs and their sheep and she has picked up on their malicious intent. Yeah. And the only thing, like, I like Tanya, but again, I don't understand you rightfully going at Kenya as hard as you did, but giving Cynthia a pass, talking about I give Cynthia credit because she was honest. Uh, one, no, she wasn't. And like Candy said, I, listen, Candy was me. I was like, make it make sense. Hell, that's worse. You leading your so-called friend, somebody that you respect into an ambush with a woman that you know has some quote-unquote tea about her nigga cheating on her. How is that How is that cool, Cynthia? And why are you giving that a pass, Tanya? Like, I like you, but you don't have that backbone and that same energy across the board. Because it was yeah. to me, I would have said fuck you to both Cynthia and Kenya. 
Absolutely. Um, they brought up Eva's um crazy ass baby daddy, and she had a breakdown. And honestly, even though I don't like Eva, I don't got nothing negative to say about that because uh, that nigga is crazy. legitimately insane. And yeah. all I have to say is that I am glad that Eva got away from that nigga. I'm glad her her child got away from that nigga, and I'm glad that Mike, um, even though he looks like uh, Zelda from uh, Zelda. He definitely seems to care about Eva and love Eva and wants to make sure that uh, Eva and the child the, the child is safe, uh, which is good on him because uh, Kevin McCall is a goddamn sociopath. Uh, yep. And that's all I really got to say about that. Like, I as much as Eva get on my damn nerves, I cannot fault her in any way for uh, getting away from... Uh, her crazy ass baby daddy and not want to talk about that nigga because he is literally the spawn of Satan. And ain't he with another woman now and got somebody pregnant? I don't even know. I He's think so he does. I don't even want to think about what he got going on in life. I, I feel that. I feel like I... he'll stalk you if he think you thinking about him. <sighs> on some butterfly effect shit. Exactly. Um, but yeah, fuck that nigga. Um so let's talk about Nene and Candy getting into it. Because uh um, Nene bitch. <laughs> I, I, okay, so let's let, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Let's let's talk about where it started. So Andy asked the question of a video that I think me, you, and Curtis talked about in real time when it happened of Nene. Um, on her YouTube or whatever fuck she was on, saying that I just find it funny how only one person gets multiple spinoffs on the show, and I don't think that's right. Um, and of course we know she was talking about Candy because if you look at all the the women on the cast throughout their tenure on the show, uh, it ain't but Candy that them had a bunch of spinoffs and shit. The only other one I can think of that might come close is fucking Kim. And you can't count Nene because hell, Nene left and was doing her own shit and getting her own bags or whatever. So, which also brings the question as to why you care. But anyway, um, so she did that on this reunion, on part two of the reunion, and asked her basically, why did you, who was you talking to and why did, who was you talking about and why did you do that? Nene dodges the question. She's like, I don't want to answer to that. Um, I don't understand the question. She went for Nene Dolas all. Uh-oh. And <laughs> I am a woman of color. <laughs> Ain't I a real bitch? Anyway, um, she, <laughs> <laughs> um she does. <laughs> I'm not ready to leave that yet. <laughs> mm. Ain't this nose free? Anyway, um <laughs> she, hey. Fucking relax. <laughs> <laughs> she she dodged the question and Candy was basically like, answer the question, because it can't no, can't be nobody but damn me. And then we just get into a shouting match. 
Nene saying that Candy is unforgettable and irrelevant and she don't have to answer to nobody and she don't want to answer the question and Candy is just like, well, bitch, is, since you big and bad, say it, like, you're going to see me, like, I, I'm unforgettable, but I'm still in your mind, like, you, you constantly talking about me and shit. And I'm just sitting here as a viewer being like, how did we get here? <laughs> like, I am confused. How did we get here? Why did we get here? And Nene, baby, sweetie, like I said while I was going over, I don't understand why you cared enough to even make that video because, yeah, Canada had more spinoffs than more or less everybody on the cast, but again, you left the fucking show when it got multiple bags, very lucrative bags, if I'm being honest, your money is straight, so I don't understand why you are taking this um, Gabrielle Union, we, I am all the girls' ass approach to, to Candy getting multiple spinoffs when it don't affect you. And honestly, it don't affect the rest of the girls. Shit, they still on this damn show. They still getting a chair. Here, Cynthia getting more money than she ever has. Now she born as shit. Mm, yep. So I just didn't understand why this needed to be a thing. And especially after you had just, Nene had just spent what part one and half of part two um, talking about Kenya doesn't take any accountability. She never wants to own up to being a bully. She never wants to own up any of the shade that she throws, which is absolutely true. But it's why y'all two sides of the same weird because you literally did the same thing. Yep. So I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. Um, it was kind of uh, jarring. Like, not it was in the sense jealousy. of, like... It was, oh, it, was, it was jealousy. Nene, I don't understand. And, and uh, Candy said it best. If she could... If she had that type of power to get people put off the damn show or stop y'all from getting opportunities, do you truly think Portia would still be on this show? Mm-hmm. nobody is stopping your bag but you because you are problematic in this fake ass spiritual journey you've been on all seasoning is it got exposed left and right come on seasoning <laughs> it, you got exposed you are not on nobody's spiritual journey you as messy as you was and always have been ain't nothing changed stand in that yeah. Because if we, if we was to be 150,000% honest, Kenya never really did nothing to you this season to kick off all your vitriol of her, except she just don't want to be friends with you. And I think that's fair because my question is, why do you want to be friends with this bitch? Yeah. Like, uh, first of all, that I don't a, even under... Mm. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, that's the question that I would love to hear answered. You got very, very mad because Kenya did not want to work a friendship out with you, though it is proven that y'all cannot stay on a friendship page for long. I'm looking at you as goofy because I absolutely understand Kenya saying, it's not worth the headache no more. Because that's what you should be saying, stupid. Oh, donkey of the day ass, ding dong, ditch bitch. What is wrong with you? Y'all literally are like, the same person and that's why y'all can't get along and why y'all fell out in the damn first place so it's like you especially you Nene, trying to be on a spiritual journey you should be happy she don't want to be friends with you 
And also piggybacking off a point that you made about the, you know, about Nene, I mean, about Canada not having nearly the power that uh, Nene was trying to project on her. Let's keep it 100% honest. If not for the fact that that shit that Phaedra did and what she got from that particular producer, if not for the fact that that shit painted Bravo in a bad light, Phaedra would still be on this damn show. Yep. Let's not even let's not even mince words about that. Like the reason that Phaedra and that producer is not on this show is because that because it literally came from that producer and then Phaedra stupid ass because she was so damn mad at Candy ran with it and Portia being as stupid as she is and trying to befriend uh, Phaedra when everybody was telling her you don't need to befriend no goddamn Phaedra because she a scammer manipulator and a bozo. She ran with it. That's the reason why Phaedra ain't on this damn show no more. If not, if, if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for Andy and Bravo looking funny in the light for allowing that, if they were to kill her, that's why she ain't on the show no more. He ain't got a goddamn thing really to do with Candy. Well, let me not say completely, but Nene, they let you back on the show when you was telling somebody that you hope they get raped and your stand-up special. Yeah. So it's really not this power trip that you think that Candy has and poor that Candy has. Absolutely. And again, why do you care? Because your bag is secure. And the other girls' bags are secure. They might not be as much as yours. They might not be as much as Candy's. Hell, they might not even be as much as Cynthia for, again, whatever reason she getting. Portia be, should be getting the goddamn money that Cynthia getting, to be perfectly fucking honest. Um, it's not that deep, Nene. And this was a fight that didn't need to happen at all. <laughs> I will say though it was kind of awkward seeing Candy kind of clap back because normally she don't do it. And it's like the 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 makeup that she had and the dress that she had made it kind of awkward because she would look funny while she was trying to go back and forth with Nene. But I don't blame Candy for defending herself. And ultimately I agree with her. Like, you got this beef in your head. It ain't the other way around. Exactly. And then your ass, Nene, then your ass leave the entire goddamn show. You you leave the segment, you leave the show, and you just leave your screen up and just say, fuck it. Which I felt was cowardly in this episode. Now, when we talk about part three next week, I actually think you leaving was smart because you made somebody, even though you weren't trying, you made somebody look like a goddamn fool, <clears throat> Yvonne. Um, so for part two, I got I give a fuck you to you, Nene, but in part three, I will have to give you a pedal because you actually not being there made somebody look even more foolish. So, uh, uh, but that was it. That was it. Oh. Um, and like Candace said, we um even though we're current, we you know are staggering a bit just so we'll still be current in the timeline of when the episodes release. Um, so we'll talk about the finale next week. Uh, well, on the next episode, and we'll talk about um, this past episode of uh, Married to Medicine L.A. Um, the um, the Halloween episode. We'll talk about that on the next episode as well. So correct. Um, that's, well, that's it. it. Thank y'all. Subscribe to the Patreon if you haven't. Keep listening.
send us those voice memos for Curtis. And yes. we'll see y'all back next week at our regular time. Peace, niggas. <laughs>